You're listening to the Sex, Lies and Improvisation podcast. Each episode, we share an unedited recording of one of our live shows. Then we discuss what the hell happened on stage from an improviser's point of view. This show is completely improvised. That means the characters, the dialogue, the plot are all being created in the moment on this stage, inspired by the fact that Rachel really wants to sleep with her friend, but she's already in a relationship with this guy. Um, before we get started, if at any point during the show you are worried, in real life, Rachel and I are both in very happy relationships <laughs> with other people. <laughs> this is Sex, Lies and Improvisation. Well, I got the recipe off Mark. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were talking after the barbecue about like his potato salad, and he was like, oh man, I got it from this recipe book. And he lent me the recipe book. It's just so good. Oh, cool. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love a guy who can cook. Well, yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, I can't believe I can't believe it's... It feels like... you. you it's been so long that we've been going out, and I can't believe it's only now that I've got to meet him. You know? Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. Like, do I go on about him a lot? Uh, I don't know about a lot. It's just you know, like, it's because I met like like Sally and Mandy yeah, uh, yeah. and John. The gang, the yeah. gang, the gang. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. With Mark, it's just like we've just been friends since we were at school together. Mm. You know, we just know everything about each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like a brother to me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. You're, yeah, you're, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got that kind of like sibling awkwardness about you. <laughs> Have we? Mm. Yeah, you know how there's always just like that little bit of like, you know, like childish tension. He's so childish. Honestly, he's such a dick. You wouldn't even like him. So I do like him. I do like him. Okay. I mean, well, you've got so a great group of friends. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I know. <laughs> so, Mark and I were boyfriend and girlfriend when we were like 16. And because we were 16, we didn't have proper sex. We just like, he just like squeezed my tits at school a bit. (laughs) 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 And uh, that was, I was fully up for that because I was 16 and I thought, you know, base two was pretty good going. (laughs) Woo! Yeah. And then, um, you know, then we did A levels and (laughs) and I got a real boyfriend and I was like, "Uh, (laughs) that's what. Mark and I could have been doing, but if I wasn't ready, I wasn't ready, so fine. Um, and then I went off to university, and that's where I met Alex. And he's caring, and he's thoughtful, and I didn't even think about Mark, really, the whole time at university, because it was absorbing being there. And then when we moved back home, and we were hanging out all the time with my friends, we were my friends at school. I was just like, shit, Mark did a good job of growing up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I 
think we can assume he's been passed phase two now. <laughs> and I think he's really filled out as well. Because, you know, 16-year-old boys are kind of medium <laughs> spotty. <laughs> or he's, like, fresh. And, like, just, I think he must have done some rowing at university or something. So he's quite kind of built. And Alex is right. We, I know that we have this quality of, like, childish playfulness but it's just like unfinished business I really wish I just shagged him when I was 16 mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like a great quiz team yep <laughs> all my knowledge mm -hmm. and your bullshit <laughs> hey hey if they didn't want bullshit they shouldn't have a bullshit round well, this is it. Like, I think that's the the best kind of pub quiz, isn't it? Where yeah, you yeah, have yeah. this mixture of stuff that actually matters and like silly nonsense that you've picked up from <coughs> watching like Buffy. Thinking, I'd reenact season four. Episode oh my seven. god! No, no, you killed the moon. <laughs> you never had a thing for the vampire boys. <laughs> the sharp no, no, no. teeth. Like I read Twilight, and I was like, "What is going on here? Just have sex already." <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, and then you know they do have sex, and she gets knocked up. You're the trollic. Right. Yeah. Why is that one of your like? Teenage. No, I mean, I had a crush on Buffy, obviously. Oh, obviously, everyone had a crush on Buffy. <laughs> everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, who can, who, what's not to like? She's like powerful, she kicks ass. She's witty. witty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns out we all just fancy Joss Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your. Uh, like fantasy when you were like sixteen. My fantasy. Mm. Uh, God. Um, I don't know. Um, oh, that, like being on a super yacht and having a bunch of supermodels around. Oh really? That's yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm not proud of it. Like. It was just like, I think that era of music video, oh, you know, yeah, was just like yeah, yeah. loads of women in skimpy bikinis, like partying on yachts and stuff. Having sex. Yeah. Well, not having sex, just like shaking champagne bottles in slow motion and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate champagne. Like, <laughs> like, all these women were just there shaking the champagne bottles because they wanted to, yeah. to get to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it says something that... Like there's like a power dynamic there, like lots of women. Yeah, um, don't, don't get me wrong, like it's it's ridiculous. Well, when I don't I... accept that because I don't think any sexual fantasies are ridiculous. It's just 
When I did the Duke of Edinburgh award, I spent six <laughs> months sailing. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like on a, like doing yacht stuff, like once a week. To, in the hopes that this would happen on your Duke of Edinburgh. <laughs> Not on the Duke of Edinburgh. No, it's just like that was what made me want to do. I, I think that was where the boat stuff. Like, I. I and obviously, I realised pretty quickly that I was never going to be the captain of a super yacht. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's so sweet. That's like really dorky and really like adorable. I'm a really good swimmer now, though. <laughs> yeah, Fall yeah. off boats a lot. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What about you? What about me? What did 16 year old Rachel find attractive? Oh, just someone who loved me. At that age, I wasn't like I didn't know about sex. It's different when you're a girl. Like you just spend your whole time with a permanent erection, don't you? Not anymore. No, not anymore. <laughs> I'm aware of that now. God damn it! <laughs> wouldn't mind a permanent erection now. Fuck off. <laughs> but at that age. Yeah. Young, young Leonardo DiCaprio just looking hunky with his, with his, with his centre part. Yeah, but it's not about the looking hunky. <laughs> it's about him, like, looking directly at you. Like, right. it's a, like, your sexual awakening comes so much later when you're a girl. I mean, not everybody, obviously, but like, I never even saw any porn until I was at uni. I didn't know, like, that you didn't... I think I thought every sex scene was like in Titanic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't about the sex, it was about the, the um, connection. Uh, yeah. Mm. And so so my fantasies back then were just like well, on boats too much. <laughs> one specific boat, you know. And then they all died and then at the end. I died, yeah. <laughs> Not me. Well, yeah. The guy dies. I guess I know. I have watched it. <laughs> I, it's not the point. It's like the tread. Okay. I, it's just not sexy because my sexual fantasies weren't sexy because I didn't know anything about sex. Really, you should ask me what I'm into now. Ooh. Mm. Oh, what are you into now? Well, his name's Alex. Mm. We're so fun together. You know, like every moment we have is just like, just like witty back and forth. Like we get each other, and there's yeah, we're we're joking, but we're not joking. You know, like we're 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 bonding. I feel like I've known it my whole life. That's what it feels like. It feels like, you know, like we just kind of, like we just met one day and it was, it was perfect. You know, and I, I, I feel so, so lucky, like that, that one like drunken night on, in first year, like we just woke up in the same bed and never left. believe you thought she was okay. She's so wrong for him. 
I'm... Did you see her hair? Shaved at the sides. I mean, come on. Mark is no way cool enough to be with a woman with shaved hair. <laughs> I don't think it's that cool anymore. I think it's just, like, vaguely in fashion now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's super out there. And did you hear her stories? I mean, honestly. Talk wow. about attention-seeking. <laughs> she sounded really interesting. What were you interested in? I mean, travelling in Nairobi sounded pretty, like, out there. I mean, it's dangerous, probably. Hmm. I don't know, is that, is that racist? I feel like it is probably dangerous. <laughs> you know, mean... just to be a woman with, like, shaved head in Nairobi by yourself. Well, why don't you go and ask her, hey, Stacy, tell me about Nairobi. Is it dangerous? <laughs> hey, Stacy, where'd you get your hair shaved? I need my pubes doing. Maybe <laughs> Do you want me to shave my pubes? Not if you're going to look like her. Alright. So, so, what you're saying is you don't want it shaved down the sides, but like combed over on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want me to have a dick fringe. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, I can safely say, after all our happy, happy years of relationship, I do not want you to have a dick fringe. (laughs) I, I think she's cool. I think she's cool. Like, maybe they're not suited to each other, but, you know. He seems to like her. I know, but he's my friend. I want good things for him. I don't think she's bad, is she? Yes. Alright. I've decided. Do you want a beer? Yeah. I've decided. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Did you know that um, when Mark and I were teenagers, like, we snogged? You snogged? Because mm. teenagers. Yeah. Oh blimey. Was it was it awkward? Oh, was it a house party? Did you have that one house party where everyone made out with everyone? Was it spin the bottle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, it's disappointing. Is that how your your girls? Ah, yes, my many girls. <laughs> the many, many women that I snogged yeah. at the age of 15, 16. Yeah. There was one party where there was some spin the bottle. Um, and I did kiss two girls. Oh, I, once? No, consecutively. Okay. But I did have to kiss my friend Derek first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was. Um, you had a friend called Derek. Oh, bastard. Yeah, well, imagine having to make out with a guy called Derek. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't making out. It was more of. Were there tongues? There were no tongues. <laughs> but we were. We did have to stay lip locked for five seconds. Oh, For it to is. count. For it to count. Yeah. yeah. So that was the price you paid to snog two girls. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. Don't know if it was worth it. Yeah? Yeah. No. <laughs> You didn't have any little, like, stirrings. So Derek? <laughs> no. No, do you not fantasize men about men at all? I'm not suggesting Derek, because that's getting weird. But you don't... No. No, it's just... Like, obviously I can tell when a guy's... attractive, because I can tell when a guy's unattractive. Mm. Um, right, yeah, it's just like objective. Yeah, I know everyone says it's, you know, like beauty's in the eye of the beholder, but like, come on. Um, Some people are just dogs. <laughs> Some people are just dogs. Yeah, I, I feel really bad for Derek because he wasn't. If I get disfigured, will you still love me? <laughs> Is it going to be like a, like a cool, sexy disfigurement? Like, <laughs> You know, you know, like a, like a, like you get a cool scar across like your, across your eye. Like across my eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like a kind of, you know, like a, like an action movie villain. Oh, like Scar. Like Scar. Yeah. Now there's a sexy man. <laughs> scar from the Lion King. No, no, you know what I mean. Um, of course, I'll still love you if you get disfigured. Oh, great! I'm doing it on Tuesday. I. You know, whatever happens, you know, if if you have a horrible accident and you can't can't wipe your own ass, I'll wipe your ass. So <laughs> 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 I fucking hate Stacey. I'm like I'm talking to Alex, and in the back of my mind, all I'm thinking is. Piss off, Stacey. Nairobi. Honestly, I don't even know where Nairobi is. She's B. It's not fair, is it? <laughs> and then I'm like, why does she bother me so much? Come on, get over it. And so I took Mark out for a drink, and I just really sat him down and chatted to him. And I was just like, come on, man. What's going on? We've known each other how long? What's going on with Stacey? And he flew off the handle, told me to back off, and burst into tears. And I was like, what am I missing here? Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but what's, what am I missing? And he said he still thinks about me all the time. Woo! <laughs> Is it though? Because now I'm not thinking about Stacy. I'm thinking even more about Mark. Just totally blanked me, you know? No. Yeah. Oh my god. Like I'm sure he must have seen me. Like it Are wasn't you sure that he busy. Miss you? No, it was like there were there were maybe like seven other people in the whole pub. What? I know. What was he doing there on his own? I, I don't know, I don't know, like I, I kind of I waved to him and, he, and like he definitely saw me and he just kind of like straight past me. Well, I'm sorry, that's, I mean, that's out of order. Have it's you not done your something fault. to piss him off or something? I, I don't know, that's why I'm asking you. Like, I don't know what you've done to him. Well, I haven't done anything well, to I him. I haven't done anything to him. I haven't seen him since, since we all went to the cinema. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, right. Then, no, I, 
well, I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think things are going well with Stacey. Yeah? No. Uh, oh, maybe that's it. Yeah, that'd be it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't mind, you know. It's, it's just weird, isn't it? Like, if he's going through something, then fine. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever think about the future? Um, what, like, is AI going to take over <laughs> before we all burn to a crisp? No. Our future. Shh. I, I know. I know. Our future. Um, is AI going to take over you? No. No. no yeah, okay. I think about, do I think about our future? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, tell me, what does it look like? What does our future look like? Yeah. Well, I think... At least some of that depends on you. Right, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I want you to have some, some input into the decision-making process. Okay. But, Very um, egalitarian of you. What a modern man. Yeah, well, I was, you know, I... It's like we used to say at uni, you know, we'd, we'd, we, could, we could go and spend forever together. You know? I mean, give it a couple of years and we'll probably have a deposit. You know? And here, you'd want to stay here. Do you think we should m explore? I mean, I can, I, I can work anywhere. You know, I, I really like it here. I've really enjoyed getting to meet all your friends. You know, I feel like, well, I thought we, you know, kind of slotted in pretty well. Yeah. But if, if you want to, do you want to go somewhere else? You want to go to Nairobi, don't you? No, I don't want to go to Nairobi. I don't know where it is. Um, but even if I did, I don't think I'd want to go there. I just think it's a bit naff, isn't it? Like, growing up here, going away to uni and come, coming back and having all the same friends. I mean, it's just a bit... It's a bit tacky. What? Don't laugh at me. No, sorry. I just... Uh, I mean, like I had people I was friendly with at school. Oh, you had friends, right? I'm saying something. Don't be, don't be sorry, facetious. Okay. Sorry, go on. Like I had people who I spent lots of time with at school, but like I went to uni and it, you know, there were none of them that I was like, oh God, you know, we've really got to stay in touch, or like, you know, that I felt like I really wanted to go back and and like meet up with or anything, because you know, it was just friendships of. Of, of convenience, you know, we were shoved into the shoved into a classroom together, and you gravitate towards the people who, you know, piss you off the least, <laughs> or who are bullied by the same people that you are. Beautiful <laughs> story. Well, well, I mean, I'm fine. We're all fine. I'm fine. Derek's. I was going to say, Derek's not fine, is he? I don't. <laughs> he got really, really Christian. <laughs> 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 like he was always he was always like you know he was raised in a religious household but then he went on like a, a missionary thing after uni and he was got very very Christian which you know not that that's a bad thing but like it didn't seem like felt like God filled a lot of gaps in his friendship circle if you know what I mean so I think this is what I'm talking about I feel like We've got here very quickly. We have each other. Yeah. 
with we're okay. Shouldn't we be like wrestling with with angst or pursuing a calling or finding God or Derek or something? <laughs> Let's move away. Right. Um, really? I mean, if you, if you want to, like, sure, but like, what? Like, I don't really understand what what brought this on. Where do you want to go? I mean, if you were like, hey, let's, you know, I really want to pursue, like, oh, if, if, if you were like, you know, oh, I really enjoyed doing salsa at uni, and I really want to go to, you know... Cuba. What? I don't think we can move to Cuba. Not Cuba, but, like, if, if you were like, there's no... I mean, there's no fucking salsa club in this no, town, is there? Right. If you were like, you know, let's move to London, because you can do salsa, salsa stuff there. You know, if it was something like that, and you were going, let's go do that thing, let's pursue that thing, I'd be like, yeah, but... I don't think we should just move for the sake of moving, you know? But if you want to go somewhere... No, it's, you're right, it's stupid. It's stupid, I just feel... I, I, maybe I've got PM2. That's probably it. Do you want to have that one? Yeah. I don't get why she's so restless. Like, it's not, it's not like there's anything bad, is there? I mean, we we love each other. We're we're this this pair who work really well together. Like, what what's there to be unhappy about? Like, this isn't a Twilight novel. We don't need there to always be a crisis to overcome. You know, that's you grow up, and then you know, if you do everything right, then you don't have to live like that. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna. I'm going to surprise I'm going to plan a holiday. You know, we'll go away somewhere. Not Nairobi, not Cuba, but we'll go away and just spend some time, you know, just the two of us, you know. Barcelona. Wow. Oh, my God, thank you. Yeah. Amazing. Wow, yeah. what a nice surprise. Oh my goodness. I've never been to Barcelona. Me neither. I bet there's loads of salsa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where are we going to stay? I mean, I've booked us like a place for Airbnb. It's this tiny little apartment in the centre of the city, so it'll be really cramped, but we'll be close to loads of food places. Oh my god, it how exciting. really cheap as well. Oh my god, it was really cheap. Okay. No, I just that's, mean... No, that's great. Yeah. Because yeah. then we have more money for fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, what is there to do in Barcelona? There's a beach, right? Yes. Oh, my God, yeah. and all the, um, the, the drippy church. The drippy church, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah architecture and, and, like, nightlife and sitting in a square, drinking and eating tapas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, like... Yeah, I want to do that. That's brilliant. I just figured we could, we could, you know, we could do with doing something, you know, something fun. Yeah. Okay. I'm fully up for fun. Oh. Yeah. Oh, thanks, babe. Oh, this is brilliant. Yeah. I just felt like you've been a little, a little stressy. Yeah, a bit. Haven't a bit I? Kind of antsy. Yeah. Yeah. And I figured let's just get away. 
scratch me, but I... In the melee? By mistake, because I was... sending <laughs> him off. Yeah, in the, in the... Babe, did he... Did he hurt you? Well, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. It was, it was just, st- like... A, a you had to fight him off? Well, not, like, fight him off. Just, like... Where is he? I don't know. Do you know what? Do you know where they're? Do you know oh where they're staying? What? Why? I'm gonna fucking murder him. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He's assaulted you. No, he didn't assault me. I mean, me. You've, you've got a scratch I, on your face. Yeah, but that was that was the melee. I keep telling you, it was the melee. There's no melee if he didn't insult assault you. Do you yeah. have to fight him off? Yeah. So he assaulted you. No. Then what else do you call it? A misunderstanding. Mm. Right, yeah, he misunderstood <laughs> that he wanted to touch you and you didn't want to be touched. Does that sound... I mean, it's quite bad when you put it like that. Just because it... it, it babe, it, I know he's your friend, but it is bad. Is it? Yeah, okay, it's quite bad, isn't it? I don't think he meant to be to be bad. I think he was just Look, you don't have to You don't have to apologize for him. You know? Okay. I'm right here. And she wouldn't talk about it. Like that, that one time, you know, right there in the moment she admitted, like, yeah, okay, it's bad. And then she just, every time I tried to bring it up, she'd brush it off. And, and then she stopped, stopped kissing me. Like every time I went to hug her, she'd pull away. Every time I tried to kiss her on the cheek, she, she, she'd just kind of turn. And I didn't know what to do. You know? Like, what do you do when someone, someone, like, when there's a melee, <laughs> and, and, then, and then your girlfriend just stops, stops being there? Okay. I went and beat the shit out of him. Oh my god! Fucking hell! Okay, you're gonna want some antiseptic on that. What the fuck? I don't know what else to do. So what did you do? I want every 
detail. What do you mean the shit out of him? What does I that went mean? round to his house and then I punched him in the face. Oh my god! And then I kicked him a bunch of times and then I punched him again. Oh my god, Alex, that's assault. Is he okay? I don't give a fuck if he's okay. Well, I think you should. I don't know what else to do. Uh, not that. You wouldn't... You wouldn't... You just switched off. What? Every time I tried to kiss you, you just turn away. No! I, yes! No, really? No. <laughs> well... How is this the solution to that? I couldn't let him get away with it. So what? So now I go and beat the shit out of him. What's he going to do? Is he going to call the police? Maybe, I don't know. Great, great. What Let him. Great? Let him. What? Because then you'll have to confront what he did to you. Oh, thanks. Because you wouldn't oh, take it seriously. God. You wouldn't. I couldn't take it. It happened to me. It was for me to take how I took it. Did I not meet your requirements? I just wanted you back. I wanted you here again. I wanted to be able to hug you without you flinching. <laughs> because he hurt you and you wouldn't, he wouldn't do anything. And I couldn't do anything. I just, I, I didn't even, I didn't even plan it. Like, I just found myself, like, in his front fucking garden, like, ringing the doorbell. All right. Let's just, um, let's get some TCP on those fingers. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, because this is, um, this is fine. Yeah? Yeah, okay. Just, um. I love you. Yeah, of course, I know. I love you so much. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. Does that hurt a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, quite oh, a lot. That's right. Okay, good for you. Yeah. 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 Good for you. He was obviously getting strong. He said he was a good swimmer. <laughs> and uh, I managed to go around to Mark's in the next couple of days. And like, shit, he bruises like a peach. He looked awful all around here. And he was all like, oh, I don't know, he had broken a rib. I don't know anything about these things. And I was like, so... Sorry, I am so sorry. I can't believe this happened. And, and Mark was like, 
I thought it meant that you'd left him for me. And I was like, I, I want to leave him because I can't be with someone who flies off the handle like that. And I keep thinking about Mark. Like, I keep thinking about you. I told him. I shouldn't have told him. And he reached out to kiss me again. And this time, this time I went with it. And it felt good. It felt safe. It felt warm. It felt like, like the right place to be. And I told Mark that I would leave Alex for him. do it anymore Alex you really frightened me and I don't want to be frightened by you or anyone I don't I don't understand how you could fly off the handle like that you don't understand no because it makes it not something I've ever I can't I can't relate to it and I, I don't want to be with he's trying to fucking that. rape you no he didn't Alex, he didn't. He and I decided to start a relationship. Yeah. And there wasn't, there wasn't anything going on, I promise. I want you to know that there wasn't anything going on. But there has always been this frisson, this undercurrent. This and he misread it, and that's why he tried to kiss me, and that's why... But he I didn't misread it, did he? No. I guess not. How could you do this to me? How could you do this? I'm sorry, but you've really scared me. And I just don't see the same guy anymore. And I don't, I don't want to be with somebody violent. And I so you want to be with him? The guy who scratched you? The guy who you had to fight off? Or did you? Did you fight him off? I or were you having, did you fuck on the beach? No. Don't you fucking lie to me. Did you fuck him no, on the beach? No, I did not. No, Alex, everything I've ever told you about this is true. And you have... Mangled it in your head. He thought I fancied him. He tried to kiss me and I battered him away and that's how he scratched me. I did not fuck him in Barcelona. I think you should talk to somebody about how you could fuck you. Beat fuck like you. That. He looks awful. Good! Good! God, I hope he never fucking recovers! Fuck you. Okay, I'm gonna go. I love you. I, I don't... I don't want to... to be with somebody who's violent like that. I loved you too. I loved you like... I thought forever. I loved you like... Like 
you were my best friend and my oh, brother. Oh, fuck and... you! Yes! Fuck yes, you! Yes, and then you've just changed. Shut up! Shut the fuck up! I don't want to fucking hear it! I don't want to fucking hear it! Because you... Because you... You went to him. You went to him over and over again. You knew. You knew he felt this way, didn't you? Maybe you didn't fuck him on the beach. Tell me you didn't know. I tried to... Tell me you didn't I know! Tell me that away. you didn't I know. No, you didn't! You I went did. to him over and over again! No, I didn't go to him over and over again. I just... He was just always there! Why did we move back here? Why did we move back to this fucking town? Because that's where I'm from. Because we... Uh, no, not... Not as... No, it's not as bad as you're making it out. You're making everything. You're not hearing me. How can I trust anything you say? Okay. Okay. Um. Uh, I don't think you can trust me. No. I don't think you know how, and I. Don't you fucking put this. Get out. Get out. Just, just, just fucking leave. I want to leave. So leave. Go be with him. Have a great fucking life together. How could she make me the bad guy? How could she, how could she stand there and tell me that he scratched her and that he'd done this and then turn around and run back to him? I can only, like the only thing I can, the only, the only conclusion I could come to is that everything was a lie between us. that took a very dark turn and um, as we started listening to it we both went oh she fancies her friend i can't remember what the situation there was i don't know what we did with that neither of us could remember yeah and as it progressed i was like oh wait inklings are it's starting to fall starting to come back to me yeah but it dealt with some very heavy dark themes yeah it did yeah absolutely um i yeah, I didn't I didn't remember it and and I I was like I felt the the change of pace like I was in the room listening to it. Um Yeah, me too. The kind of shift in the tone. Because I was quite we were both quite ha 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 light funny. Yeah. In the, the very whimsical early scenes. Yeah. And then both our body languages we were listening to it. We both just tensed right up <laughs> and just went <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we 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 it's when we have an external threat like that, when there's a relationship with some other character that's super important, that can be quite difficult to pace. And so initially, a lot of the focus is on our relationship, and and that's true in all of our shows, but especially in, in one like this. You know, we introduce Mark very quickly. 
um, in the first scene. I think it was like the sixth word out of your mouth. And I was like, okay, so he's called Mark. <laughs> yeah, great. He's, he's called Mark. He's called Mark. Yeah, Mark's the Potato friend. salad. <laughs> <laughs> he does a good potato salad. He lent me a cookbook. Oh, I've just remembered in this moment why that leaps out at me. Mm. Because in that split second between taking the guest and starting the show, I was planning for the friend to be female. Oh. And then you said Mark in like your sixth word. And I was like, right, cast that aside. It's Mark. Mark, Mark he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, we had that very early on but then and that first scene was super quick as well yeah um we introduced him we we set everything up and then we got this beautiful immediate backstory like this isn't just a friend this is your childhood friend you had this thing you didn't have this thing we're great together but we're in the hometown and he's kind of there um it's very important for us to give backstory to the gets because they can be very serious or very whimsical, mm. very unimportant. And the nature of the backstory we give the get transforms the get to be individualized to that exact show. Yes, exactly. It it makes it it makes it a story about and that and that fills out like a huge amount about our couple, our Alex and our Rachel for that show as well. Yeah. So Big question. When did we know how it was going to end? We've sort of touched on it. Yeah, when did we know how it was going to end? I think when the get is that you fancy somebody else, Mm. there has to be some kind of acting on that. It can't just exist as this kind of hovering helicopter threat Mm. because that's not narratively satisfying. Nobody goes to see the show about someone who fancies someone else and nothing happens. <laughs> Everybody goes to see the show where you fancy someone else and that causes something. Yes, absolutely. You're probably, and I think this is a weird thing about human beings, you're probably hoping that she will cheat on Alex with Mark. You're probably hoping that there'll be some kind of sexual contact with her and the person she fancies because we find sexual attraction so magnetic and we want yeah. it to resolve when we watch these stories. Absolutely. And so the fact that I didn't do that um, probably says something about the fact that it's reasonably common for us to do storylines where one of us fancies someone else as some affair, there's some third... Because it's a fairly common theme in deception relationships. Exactly. We ask people for a secret in relationships, yeah. And lo and behold, that often involves a third party. (laughs) Sometimes people fancy other people. Oh, no! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think probably for that reason, I steered clear of just fancying him and sleeping with him and having that be Mm. the thing that broke us up. Yes, I really liked how you made it this long-standing relationship that had that history. And I also liked how you made so much of the driving force of that come from him. Like, when it was just that you fancied him, that was... You were dealing with that. You were fine with that. He was just this guy who you kind of had a kind of had thoughts about and who doesn't have thoughts about, you know, their first, first childhood <laughs> crush, boyfriend, awkward fumble. Um, but then he was there and ready and wanted more. And he was deeply in love with her. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think I knew how it was going to end until... until 
the penultimate scene where Alex had just come back from punching Yes, Mark. that's the point, isn't and it? And it was her response yeah. where she, you know, just completely didn't know what to do. I think there is a legitimate show where Rachel styles it out and keeps her feelings for Mark hidden forever for the rest mm. of her life and just turns him into the bad guy and Alex into the hero yeah. and saves her relationship without ever having to admit her feelings mm. and they magically uh, exit Mark from their lives like yeah. that. So yes, I think that's the moment. We knew it was, <laughs> it was game over for Rachel and Alex. Yeah. was when she reacted like that. Mm. Yeah, but there were lots of points in there where I could have seen... Like, I think there's there's a version of the show that could have been where she did sleep with him and then regretted it and then we had a massive confrontation. She confessed yeah. or there was a massive confrontation, a discovery, and maybe they would have made it through that, maybe they wouldn't. But um, But yeah, there were all sorts of directions it could have gone in. Um, I like the way it went. I think also I wasn't really up for sleeping with Mark because it wasn't a very sexual show. And in that Edinburgh run, we did have quite a lot of sexual content. <laughs> yeah. So just, just a bit. <laughs> just a bit. So mm. I think maybe for that reason, I was mm. not, re- not really in the mood to describe mm. sleeping with a guy off stage. Well, thematically, I think, as well, the the suggestion was was that you fancied him, which has that kind of childish, juvenile, juvenile yeah. quality to it. And then, you know, we had that com- they had that conversation about their first their their childhood fantasies, and hers was, you know, she was saying it's not about the sex; it's about the romance; it's about yeah. being loved and about being seen, and about someone staring directly into your soul. And that was what Mark was doing. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't about the sex, yeah. No, and I feel quite sorry for her because she was totally upfront with Alex. Yeah. And it said exactly what had happened on the beach. Okay, she admitted the fact that she did have these feelings for him. But like you say, I think she that's, wrote off the feelings as juvenile. And she was she was ready to like move away and go somewhere yeah, else like she was escape it. she wasn't she was she was up for some pretty dr- drastic actions because she didn't want to let it ruin a relationship that she you know was really invested in you know she was asking like do you think about our future where do we want to be yeah yeah yes and at the point that she told alex completely honestly what happened on the beach mm. not completely honestly maybe 80 percent honestly what happened <laughs> on the beach uh, that's the point that I think Alex could have um, could have still won the day. But he had to make it into a big, you're the victim, he's great big baddie, guilty of one of the worst crimes that most of us can yeah. think of. Yeah. And that was just so unattractive. <laughs> because it yeah. was so disenfranchising. He just taking all her power away. She'd experienced something. And he was rewriting the narrative of that. Yeah. That, I think, is when he lost her, not just when he went and beat up Mark. Yes. Yeah. And, and we, well, we heard that in in the, the very next soliloquy. Like, she just switched away from me. She was already gone. Beating the shit out of Mark didn't 
bring any of that back. It just no. He was just letting out his feelings of impotent rage. And what a way to respond to your girlfriend switching off from you after she's had an experience which you interpret to be an assault and for her to be a victim and for her to have such a strong emotional reaction to it that she turns away from you and yet your response is violence towards some other guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry to say it, but Alex is a dick. I agree. Oh, you agree? I agree, yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we usually leave this question till last to whose side we're on. I can't, but no, I can't no. that back. No, I, I, I agree. Like, he... The power-grabbing, needy guy yeah. had to be yeah. in charge of the whole narrative. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he would have characterised it to himself as him, like, doing the right thing and, like, you know, but he he just wanted to be the, the saviour. And so he pushed her into the role of being a victim. Yeah. And was... he, he invited her to be more traumatised than she was, and then she was, and he couldn't deal with it. Yeah. Was that because he feared that she fancied him? Or did he genuinely think this is an assault? I don't... I mean... Obviously, we're we're looking at this several months now after we after we recorded the after we recorded the show. Um, I don't think so. My memory of what happened at the time, you know, we said we started out <laughs> listening to this with very little <laughs> recollection of what was going on. Um, but I don't think he was insecure about the status of their relationship. I think he was just possessive that's just how he framed yeah the world everything revolved around how it affected him and it affected his status in it yeah not not consciously no, but sure. that was his that was his like that's what his he, therapist he, thinks yeah that's what his therapist <laughs> thinks yeah absolutely he he saw this and he was like he felt powerless because he hadn't been there and his girlfriend was hurt and his response was, how can I take back power? And I don't think he liked her sneaking out while he was asleep. I think he found that very... Yeah, he'd, he'd woken up pretty soon after she'd gone and was like, what's happened to her? So the moment, like, I, there probably was some anger in him directed towards her. And so the moment she comes back and she's obviously distressed, that immediately gets supplemented towards whatever's done this. Yeah. Because it was unacceptable for him to be angry at her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we normally say at the end whose side were you on, and we've just agreed that Alex um, is not to be commended. Mm. But for the first fifty percent, I was cringing at how much I disliked Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes I'll play a Rachel who I really like, and sometimes I'll play a Rachel. I'm like, damn, I wish I was her more. <laughs> I wish it was more of her in me. Yeah. But that Rachel, um, before it all kicked off. Mm. Was was um was was naive. It's not okay to be in a relationship with somebody and then harbour a flame and then find reasons to socialise with the person and then have a problem with their girlfriend and then be unable to articulate it and the solution be move. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I think we've just complimented her for trying to do one of those things, but that was in comparison to how Alex reacted. And if you stop the show before they go to Barcelona, she's not somebody whose head I want to spend much time in. No? Ah, see, I have... I, I, I quite liked her. Did you? Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously... She was very charismatic and they had this lovely relationship where they were super supportive and bounced off each other. Like they they clearly loved each other a huge amount. Um and I I think it's it's if you're in that situation, like I th- I think she it it was harmless to her for at least a while. And then she was like, yeah, and it's, you know, she just had, you know, she thought about this guy who she once hooked up with and she was still friends with. Like, that happens. I tell you the point, it doesn't, it's not okay. It's when she sees him and he's crying and says, it's always you. No, it's before then. It's when she's slagging off his girlfriend for no good reason. (laughs) Because if it's just a harmless thing where you carry a flame as mm. somebody from your own personal history, yes. then you actually want mm. them to be happy. <laughs> and I think we can assume that Stacey was probably fine yes. and Rachel had an unreasonable problem yeah, with her. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're right. So that, that sort of brings us to our next question, which is when did you know who your character was? Oh, yeah. Um, it's going to be that really pretentious answer of I don't think she knew who she was so I couldn't know who she was does that just make me sound like a bad actor when did, when did you know that she didn't know who she was yes when she didn't have any adult ways of responding to her situation yeah. she didn't have any um adult desires or wants she asked him about his future but she had nothing to contribute to that conversation he said we could have a deposit and she didn't even say oh i was looking on right move and we're you know 10 grand off this Mm. flat she had no uh investment in their future Mm. she just wanted him to solve it all uh when things got a bit much for her she just got cranky miserable and took no positive steps to resolve it or deal with it uh so i guess that's who she was she's somebody who without taking ownership of her circumstances Mm. found herself on a beach kissing someone found herself in a melee with someone Mm. found herself leaving what she claims to thought was the love of her life for some other guy she's very she's a passenger in her own life i think yeah and I think that was, I think not that this necessarily justifies his behaviour, but I, I think that probably explains, that explains why I think Alex, the performer, had Alex, the character, like, have such a strong response and guide, you know, and, and kind of dictate what was happening. Yes, I think that is exactly why, because it yeah. was quite a s- strong a perform like performative and narrative choice from you to make Alex behave in what I consider mm. to be a very extreme way. Yeah. Um, but that's because he 
was stepping up into driver while she was stepping back into passenger. Yeah. I mean, she turned up and went, oh, I've got a scratch on my face. It was Mark. He kissed me, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, as much as his response was completely unreasonable, like, hers was not, I think, mature or healthy. No, and the way that she told him about it straight mm. away... She might have justified that to herself as being being transparent for and our it's the right thing to do. But she was But she just, couldn't co- code it properly herself. Yeah. She was really just kind of happened. abdicating responsibility for yeah, it. Yeah. She's handing yeah. it over. Yeah. And she didn't really have the wit to come up with a lie. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> Don't think she was that bright. Don't think she was that bright. So this is an interesting, hopefully, improviser point. Yeah. I actually happen to know a lot about Barcelona, but I didn't feel like she did. So I, instead of playing to the top of my intelligence, <laughs> I referred to the Drippy Church. Now, mm-hmm. I've been to the Drippy Church. I know what it's called, <laughs> but I didn't think that she did. Yeah. So I obviously had a low opinion of her intelligence, didn't I? Yeah. She had no career goals. Like when he was like, if you wanted to go and do salsa, that would be cool. But he was, even the love of her life had been together many years. He didn't know what the thing that she could have wanted to go off and do would be. Yeah. 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 And and that's, that's, I think, why her sense of, like she recognised that her sense of dissatisfaction, like the the pretense of, of being dissatisfied with the trajectory of her life was an unreasonable lie because she couldn't she couldn't pull anything else up and so she just went oh yes it must be must be pmt (laughs) pmt yeah yeah another another offloading what a cop out yeah (laughs) yeah so we've both agreed that we don't like either of them have we um we're not on either of their sides we're not on either of no i think alex's behavior is beyond unacceptable yes that if we have to choose a side he loses but i don't think that means that she wins um, no, I mean, <laughs> the, the, part, the part of me that, that wants to, like, defend them and champion them <laughs> as, like, fun people to be around, yeah. like, yeah, the first, the first couple of scenes, you <laughs> know, quite fun. there was, there was quite a lot of fun, but that's just because we were being funny, because <laughs> <laughs> we were making, we were showing what there, what there was for them to love about each other. Yes. Yeah. But the nature of their reaction, which was enjoyable and pleasant and sweet mm. in the second, third, fourth scenes, became th- that exact quality was the thing that started to allow it to go sour. That, that grated when right. they when everything said, everything was like a surface level joke yeah. that was then she allowed him, whatever was going on to be disposed of. She asked him a genuine question mm. and then instantly made a joke about it. And he said, don't be facetious, I'm actually trying to tell you something mm. here they'd never found a language where they can have a yeah a grown up conversation <laughs> yes um which which listening back to it i was struck by the number of times like when i heard that line i was like but he's just been doing that for the last three seats <laughs> every time she raises a topic you know there's always always a joke like she asked about his his childhood fantasies and was like oh was it was it buffy did he fantasise about girls on a speedboat? I think he did. That was such a great offer. That's one of the best offers you've ever made. Because that is so far away from my brain or yours. <laughs> yeah, girls on a 
girls, girls on the speedboat. Girls on the speedboat with a video. Yeah. Like music videos of the era. That is such a great offer. I love that detail from you. <laughs> and the champagne bottles. Um, but what I was going to say about that, apart mm. from its brilliance, was that she asked him about his past and every nugget he gave her, she used as an opportunity to mock him, tear him down. Um, yeah. Was it spin the bottle? Was it, you know, there's, there's no opportunity for him to have a pleasant reminiscing about his own adolescence. Yeah, I think the charitable interpretation of that would have been that she had some awareness that he probably wasn't super successful <laughs> in his romantic pursuits and it's that kind of like relationship teasing. But you're right, we didn't see much of them being genuinely supportive to one another. No. No. But that's why improv is such a great art form because we can layer those first couple of scenes with that added meaning but had the storyline gone some other way entirely we wouldn't attribute that to it yes but it becomes true retrospectively yeah so turning points yes i mean <laughs> what were the turning points i think there's a pretty big one <laughs> and it was mark showed up in barcelona <laughs> they had a massive fight we went down to the beach do you know what? Can I just pause there? In mm. case, dear listeners, you're thinking, how implausible that he was in Barcelona too. I, did... I think he went to Barcelona. He found he out about that her, holiday. But he followed brought her. Stacey. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, I legitimately once went to Barcelona, and that was not my offer, it was his. <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately went on holiday to Barcelona at the same time as two friends of mm-hmm. mine, but completely unplanned. Yeah. It happens. So, <laughs> yeah, my my yeah. read on it was absolutely that Mark had found out that they were going to Barcelona, planned a trip to Barcelona, brought Stacey along because how could he not bring Stacey along? Yeah, I think that's what's happening in my mind yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we just never explicitly said it, did we? No. But it, yeah. Yeah, um, that was that was a big turning point, and again, you know, we we sort of mentioned this before, like when the the secret is a. This it's always difficult dealing with secrets and lies because that means necessarily that a lot of the action takes place off stage. And really the show is about the consequence of those in the relationship. Yeah. But when there's another person involved as well, like there have to be there has to be some like narrative, like 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 plot framework for those interactions taking place. Yeah. Um so, you know, that soliloquy like was was a huge turning point. Um, and I think both of us, you know, we were in, we were in Edinburgh, we had, you know, a very, very tight <laughs> time limit to get on the show. And our first scene, we were like, oh yeah, that was, we put a button on that really quick. Like we, we got Mark in there. We know about the, excuse me. We got Mark in there. We knew about the relationship and, um, and we got off stage and we got straight into the first soliloquy. And then we had these two scenes after that, that were both, really fun and gave us a lot of context and depth for their relationship their characters like gave it weight that that then meant it had stakes when it was threatened um but we also they they both lasted quite a while yeah they were long those two yeah yeah and so at that point it was like all right yes we're going on holiday (laughs) Uh, yeah that was a great Mm. offer from you that really Mm. shook me up 
because there was so much power in my hands because mm. it was my get and my secret mm. and the very limited options for you to advance that side of the storyline mm. like you really have to wait for me mm. to introduce these things in my soliloquies yeah i don't get every soliloquy so mm. when i get them i'd better make something relevant and important yeah. happen yeah um and so you sending us to barcelona really felt like you the improviser really getting getting your hands yes in. i think any kind of like cards on the table big any big change of circumstance any kind of like big calendar event or or holiday or travel or business trip or something like that that shakes up a couple's dynamic puts like change creates stress and that naturally like amps up the tension of all of the strings that are kind of connecting in the relationship um and I, I sort of said it, said it was like a challenge, but it's also, um, I think it, it's 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 by necessity in our show that a lot of the plot things actually happen in the soliloquies and the scenes are all about the relationship and those things happening because there's deception and we don't get to see that on stage when there's two people there. But in so many narrative long-form shows... Uh, it can like I see a lot of improv shows where people feel like they have to do all of the plot on stage, yeah, um, and then it becomes a conversation about what has happened and what's going to happen, and it becomes planning, yeah, yeah. whereas if a scene can just start and we establish immediately that something has changed, just one thing has has changed, we've moved forward in time then you get to play out the reactions to that. And the only thing that is real are the people on stage. Yeah. So that's what we want to see most of. Yes, because this is not the best format for a plot-driven narrative. No. If you want to see an action movie, you go and see an action movie. Yeah. You don't. It's very hard to do action sequences in improv and not have them look a bit shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but what we have got over mm. most scripted work is the realness of the connection and the presence of the moment yeah so that's why we still need the plot because we're not making a french film <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah. still need those plus elements mm. but what we're that that's the skeleton it's the juicy juicy muscles yes so that's all serious. of this all of that is to say that the first few scenes didn't have many turning points and then there was the soliloquy, and then the scene after it, and then the next scene, all like bam, bam, bam. Right. So that's not actually my experience. No. As the person who had the power to drive it, because it's mm. my get and my secret, those were just like uh, the next steps on the chessboard. Mm. Yeah. And the real turning point where I, the improviser, was like, oh, I'm somewhere I did not know I was going to be. Yeah. Was when you, when I'd had a massive reaction to you beating up Mark and then I started going, oh, it's okay, let's put some TCP on it. I know you love me, of course you do, it's absolutely fine. And that was a huge change for me because that was when the character was really desperate to conceal something yeah. from his, from him. Yeah. And that was when I was like, now I'm somewhere I didn't know where I was going to be. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so that's my like most meaningful moment mm. of the show. Yeah. And also something that I find really fascinating is that we both agreed we had zero memories of the show when we first started listening mm-hmm. to it. But the two memories I really clearly have are putting the TCP on your hand. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it, you were we were stage left and you were on the chair and it was your left hand. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So yeah, so I remember like mm-hmm. that like it was real, like you were really injured and I was mm-hmm. really scared of you and mm-hmm. trying to get through the next few seconds. Yeah. And then the other memory I have is being on the beach with Mark, which is brilliant because that didn't happen at all. You just described it. <laughs> I just described it. Yeah, and and. But I can I the the way yeah. that it lives in my head is like a memory of something that happened. The I think I think the way you recounted it was was really evocative. Like it it oh, felt. Thanks. Uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed like the description of like that moment of like, you know, you you spoke to him and you like creeping out of the apartment and going down to the beach and I think it's it had a very kind of cinematic it's, it's it's a moment that has a lot of kind of cinematic quality and I think this show the characters were quite juvenile you know this was a guy from her childhood they were in her childhood hometown they were fairly recently out of university I guess yeah, yeah. they didn't have a deposit yet yeah whatever the time frame of that is yeah and he was like, oh, I've only just... I think it's, it's crazy that I've only just met Mark after living in this town for... Oh, yeah, good point. You know, not that long, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Um, so it had that kind of, like... And all the discussions about Spin the Bottle and Teenage Fantasies, it had a very kind of, like, high school drama <laughs> feel about it. And Stacy like, shouting at Mark and storming off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so I think I think the picture in my head has that same kind of like the OC type yeah. type vibe to it. Yeah. Where else would you have such an interaction if not on the beach? Yeah. And not any beach. The beach in Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, subscribe. And if you have any secrets or lies of your own, please submit them to us on our website, sexliesimprov.com, and they could inspire a future show. Thanks for listening. Bye.